Recent election proves social issues are not the third rail. If we learned anything from the recent midterm elections, and we should have learned a lot, it should be that the social issues are not the third rail of politics. The claim that it is the third rail is a manipulative and self-fulfilling lie told ad nauseum by rhinos who are so foolish they don't understand that the social issues are essential for the health of any society. The recent midterm elections and the bellicose responses of progressives should teach that conservatives won elections from coast to coast in part because they have been leaning in to the social issues rather than fleeing from them. And we should have learned from the responses of Democrats that their only defenses are calling names and lying. Republicans won in part because they justifiably fear inflation and crime, both the results of doctrinaire, leftist, big government, pro-criminal, globalist policies. Republicans won also because they were disgusted with and animated by the usurpation of public education by leftist change agents who used their jobs to promote their social, moral, and political ideologies on sexuality, including abortion, and race. Taxpayers are fed up with obscene, profane, and age-inappropriate materials being presented to their children, always in the service of leftist assumptions about sexuality. Taxpayers are fed up with divisive, exclusionary, racist, misogynistic, misandrist, misanthropic, anti-science beliefs that leftists identify as unifying, inclusive, anti-racist, phylogenist, philandrist, humanitarian, and scientific. Taxpayers are fed up with paying the salaries of left-wing propagandists who identify as educators and experts and who believe they should have absolute autonomy over the curricula they teach to other people's children. Taxpayers are fed up with children being taught that colorless people are racist oppressors, that masculinity is toxic, that homosexuality is ontologically and morally equivalent to heterosexuality, that all family structures are equivalent, or that boys can be girls. Taxpayers are fed up with the sexual integration of private spaces and girls' sports. Taxpayers are fed up with the Orwellian de facto suppression of First Amendment protections of speech and religious free exercise. They're fed up with leftists screeching that conservatives are racist, homophobic, and transphobic when conservatives express their moral or political views with the clarity and confidence that leftists express their deluded, destructive views. They're fed up with a lie that conservative moral beliefs about homosexual acts or same-sex marriage or cross-dressing constitutes hatred of persons who identify as gay or trans. I hope conservatives are learning that addressing the social issues is not only critical to winning elections, but also that the social issues are critical to the health and future of any society. Dave Rubin, Guy Benson, and Tammy Bruce may be smart, articulate, and right on many issues, but embracing their views on homosexuality and marriage will be a political and humanitarian nightmare for the GOP and America. And embracing the ideas found in critical race theory or allowing our children to be taught those ideas as inarguable truth out of fear of being called racist will be equally destructive. 
now that many more Republicans have raised their voices against the racist ideas embedded in CRT, leftists are screaming racist with increased volume and at a higher pitch. They feel the wind changing. Their con has been revealed. Their jig is almost up. Well, it will be if Republicans remain united and fearless. Not only are leftists shrieking racist louder, but they're also making the disingenuous case that public schools don't teach critical race theory. What they're not saying is that the ideas promulgated in public schools on race, race relations, and American history are the same ideas on race, race relations, and American history promulgated by CRT and by both the ideologies that preceded CRT and the many money-making incarnations of CRT-esque ideas. The ideas about identity groups, systemic bias, and systems of oppression come from numerous leftist ideological frameworks, including critical theory, critical pedagogy, and CRT. Thinkers associated with these theoretical frameworks include Paulo Freire, Herbert Marcuse, Peter McLaren, Henry Giraud, Bell Hooks, Kimberly Crenshaw, Derek Bell, Richard Delgado, and Peggy McIntosh. Read what these ambitious scholars promote, and then read the resources your schools provide to students or teachers on institutional racism, intersectionality, oppression, education, diversity, equity, and inclusion. All the harumphing about not teaching CRT is a red herring to distract opponents from all that inconvenient opposing. Sure, schools and all the organizations that profit from promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion in schools may not technically teach CRT. They may not use the term CRT. Instead, they extract CRT's assumptions and repackage them to make them seem less controversial, less scholarly, and more palatable to the gullible among us. For the outside organizations that profit from keeping racism alive, the goal is to make repackaged CRT more marketable to government schools. From this election, conservatives should have learned that name-calling and lies, rather than logic, reasons, and evidence, are the chief weapons in the leftist arsenal. We should have learned courage, boldness, unity, and perseverance in the service of truth are powerful. And we should have learned that we must be committed to finding and speaking truth in the public square, even if we have to do it alone, and even when doing so is costly.